This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. You know why? Duh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we did talk about this beforehand. <laughs> it's a sad day because Comedy Central announced today that they're canceling the nightly show with Larry Wilmore. Hmm. Hmm. I know that was it was kind of unexpected to a lot of a lot of people yeah. based on what I read on the internet and Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter folks. But I guess it seems like. You know, it shouldn't have come as a surprise to those who watch the ratings. But mm-hmm. in a statement that um, explained the decision to cancel the show, the president of Comedy Central, uh, I believe his name was Kevin Arterman, Kevin, Kevin or Kenneth Arterman, he said, and I quote, We just didn't feel like we had enough traction to sign up for another year. It wasn't about the election. It's about another year of the show. Sadly, we've been hoping against hope that it would start to resonate in any of those quarters, and we just weren't seeing evidence of it. As much as we like Larry and the uniqueness of the show and the voices that are on the show, not just in terms of ratings, it hasn't resonated in terms of our fans engaging with the show, with consuming or sharing content or having a dialogue about it on social platforms, end quote. Hmm. What do you think about that statement? What is your first thought that comes to mind when you hear that? Uh, I have so many things to say about this. Like, so I what do you have to say about say. the statement? Like, well, when the you... statement, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I have so many things to say about that statement. And it just kind of just, uh, like, kind of makes me a little mad <laughs> when I hear stuff like that. Like, you know, especially, you know, the first thing I thought about is the social media thing and, I guess as somebody, you know, who is of a certain age, I'm over the age of 35, you know, I'm just like social media, my gosh, it just, it's just, has taken over. And in some respects, like I get it, you know, it's cool to be able to like have all these TV shows and whatnot, you know, um, be reflected on social media and people can talk about them and discuss them, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, like when I think of like the sharing aspect and, you know, I know what he's talking about, you know, I know what he's going for there with with, oh, you know, people weren't sharing, you know, online about this, uh, about the show. You know, you immediately think like, oh, okay, yeah, you're talking about how wildly popular, you know, The Daily Show and, you know, the Colbert Report were in terms of that. So basically, you know, they're holding up you know, the nightly show and, and Trevor Noah's daily show up to those, you know, standards. And I don't know, like on, on one hand, I'm like, I get it. But on the other hand, I'm also kind of like, you know, I don't know. Like it kind of just, I I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words. It feels a little unfair to, to, you know, say that. And this was, you know, reflected in some of the articles that you had sent me about it, you know, that some of these uh, writers and whatnot were talking about it. And I don't know how to feel about it. I just don't know if if it's, like, fair to be like, well, basically, you know, no one's sharing your show. No one's showing clips and videos or, or just, you know, talking about it on Facebook. And I don't know. Like, 
I guess I just keep thinking back in the day, you know, shows could be just shows. I mean, we didn't obviously have all this social media. <laughs> so, I, you know, and so I get it. You know, I can't say, you know, oh, back in the day, because it's not back in the day, it's today. I, I mean, I totally get it. And I just, and I, it's like, really, are shows now dependent on how much you share it? Like, but that's the thing. is that what they're saying? That's and that the, just seems lame. <laughs> I just have to say, it just seems kind of lame if that's what you're. Yeah, that's what they're going I mean, for. That's that's the you know that's the, the the standard that a lot of these shows are living by. It's like, does mm-hmm. it have buzzworthy viral moments that are shared mm-hmm. a million people? How many followers does the Twitter account have for the show? How mm-hmm. how many subscribers on YouTube? You know, how many Instagram followers, Snapchat, and mm-hmm. things like that? And apparently, those things matter to this network with respect to the late night shows but it's interesting because you know some articles have cited the popularity of you know the bits and 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 Mm -hmm. shared videos of you know jimmy fallon's tonight show clips and then like james corden's like carpool karaoke for example right but the thing is with with and speaking specifically to the carpool karaoke he gets millions of views with that, which is a great bit. Like that's the best bit he could come up right. with. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was great to like you know introduce people to his show. Yeah, but it hasn't exactly translated into ratings. I mean, his ratings yeah. are still pretty anemic for him at the twelve thirty uh, time slot. And it's like, yeah, uh, you have two million people or three million people watch Mariah Carey sing Carpool Karaoke, but then if you're still only getting a one point eight rating, you know yeah. how how does that really help you? And yeah. like. Yeah. And I, I guess the problem with the nightly show and its issue was like it wasn't getting any any buzz, you know, social platforms, uh, social media platforms. It wasn't getting the, the views and, and the subscribers, and it had low mm-hmm. ratings, and that was kind yeah. of like a deadly a deadly combination for them. Yeah, I mean, I just think you know, and the reasoning for that is like the the nightly show, despite being on Comedy Central and following the Daily Show, and kind of having that linkage uh, between you know, Larry Wilmore appearing on The Daily Show and mm-hmm. then having his own show, it was a different show than The Daily Show and some of these other shows where right. they don't create those instantly shareable moments. Right. Like, that's not what the show is about. You know, right. They have bits, they have comedy bits, and, and they have discussions and a roundtable, but they don't have anything that's readily made. And I guess that yeah. was, I guess, a concern of the, the, net, the execs of Comedy Central where they wanted more of... They wanted more of those viral hits. They wanted more shareable things. But that's not how Larry Wilmore ran the show. He ran the show as if, you know, they went a lot deeper into topics and it wasn't like anything that was instantly shareable. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a fast food type situation. Like I'm going to rant and rave for 45 seconds and then we're going to put it on YouTube and get two million hits. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, you know, it's like in terms of, you know, those bits and those like, you know, clips that they want to have go viral like they've had in the past um, with, you know, Jon Stewart and with Colbert. You know, I, I kind of like disagree with it that there that there weren't any like there were definitely moments where, I mean, he brought up great points and whatnot. But, you know, it really starts to come down to something and I'm, we, we might as well just get into it. But, I mean, it just really comes down to, to the audience and that, you know, Comedy Central in and of itself is, you know, largely for a white audience and, you know, a, a younger white audience. And, you know, the nightly show, you know, I was really kind of interested in how it would do, you know, from the jump. You know, I was 
not really I, I didn't expect and let's go all the way back I did not expect them to give Larry Wilmore a show like um not <laughs> because think, he's not great for a show but I'm just saying like I was really surprised that I don't they think went. he was too because he was yeah. the showrunner of Blackish mm-hmm. when it when it started like he was going to be running Blackish mm-hmm. uh the executive producer of that and he was like weeks into working on Blackish when Comedy Central said, "Hey, we want you to have your own show." So he had to eventually leave Blackish. So I mean, I don't even think he was expecting to get his own yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and he, you know, he's an older guy. He's forty-five, and so I was really shocked that they. He's only forty-five. Or I'm sorry, fifty-four. Okay, I'm, sorry. I'm totally like, <laughs> like whoa. Reversed though. Yeah. Sorry, but no, he's fifty-four. You know, he's definitely like of a certain age you know he's much older than you know previous um not previous hosts but just uh other uh what i want to say other people that are on the network right now that are probably you know doing better in terms of their shows um and so that in and of itself was kind of like oh they're gonna give this guy you know a show that's on again on a network that is largely i believe geared towards a younger white male audience um dare i say that because i mean of all the types of shows that they have on there i mean i've watched comedy central you know sometimes i have it on during the day and i see like you know what they have and i'm like oh okay but yeah, yeah. what have they had over the years let's talk about they've had key and peel they, they have chappelle show, show. they have shoe shows with black leads and then they mm-hmm. have like you know something like amy schumer who's a woman and then right um they um have, did they have Tosh 2.0? Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, in a sense of, like, yeah, it's not much in the way of programming that is, like, run by those that are less represented. So, you know, as far as men, I mean, there's... Right, it definitely isn't that. But it's very... But at the same time, it's very, as we just named those shows, very, I mean, duh, it's Comedy Central. They're very comedic. And so when you look at it, I mean, it's kind of interesting that his show even really fits in you know, kind of the grand scheme of what they offer at Comedy Central. Um, There definitely wasn't any other show like it. I mean, content, you know, aside in terms of talking about, you know, a lot of like racial topics, you know, it's like it was a very different show. And yes, it was funny. Um, And I'm sure people out there may beg to differ. But (laughs) I mean, I felt it was funny. I I definitely got a lot of laughs. I I really enjoy the show. I'm sure you as well enjoy the show. Um, but yeah, like just in terms of kind of the content and the types of things that he talked about in his monologue, you know, is very different than what a lot of the other shows, you know, have on there. But yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm just kind of like, well, I don't know. Did the network just kind of get, just like take a leap of faith or were they trying to go with the trend of now all these networks are trying to hire all these, you know, quote unquote diversity hires and start all these networks with people of color or some networks, I'm sorry, shows with people of color. You know, it just makes me wonder, like, did they not really understand the type of show that Larry was trying to put out there? You know, it's like, yeah, well, let me, let me give you the quote that Larry, um, statement that he gave talking about the cancellation. He says, I'm really grateful to comedy central, John Stewart, who's like an executive producer of the show, I believe, Mm -hmm, and our fans who have had this opportunity. Um, He also said, but I'm also saddened and surprised we won't be covering this crazy election or the unblackening as we've coined it. And keeping it 100, I guess I hadn't counted on the unblackening happening to my time slot as well, Mm. which was like a perfect 
statement. It was just yeah. so funny because that's essentially what they're doing where they're replacing it with, you know, at midnight for right. a few weeks, I guess, until they figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, to your point of, do they not know what they were getting? And I think they knew what they were getting, but I guess for some reason they had higher expectations for the show, mm. which is... I mean, it's not, I guess it's not surprising because these, you know, networks always expect their shows that, you know, to do well and have, of course, have yeah. breakout hits. But I think the show was kind of, um, you know, it, it was kind of at a disadvantage from the very jump mm-hmm. in the sense that the show premiered in January of 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, in February of 2015, Jon Stewart announced that he was leaving The Daily Show and he actually left in June of 2015. Mm-hmm. So, Essentially, the nightly show only had four months of Jon Stewart as the host of The Daily Show as a lead-in. Right. You know, and everyone loves Jon Stewart. And The Daily Show was still getting strong ratings with him. Right. So they only had four months when, you know, I'm sure, you know, Larry Wilmore and probably Gomney Central were expecting a lot longer lead-in, especially with the the upcoming election. Yeah. They were probably expecting Jon Stewart to at least stick around until the... Yeah. Through the next election cycle, and, and he didn't. So it's like yeah. they only had four months of that lead. And then while they decided that they were going to go with Trevor Noah to host The Daily Show, Trevor Noah didn't actually start on The Daily Show till September of 2015. Right. So between June and September, there were three months of like reruns and, and mm-hmm. other shows put in place. Mm-hmm. So for that additional three months... The Daily Show didn't even, I mean, the Nightly Show didn't have a Daily Show lead in at all. So right. it's like it went from having Jon Stewart for only four months mm-hmm. to not having a lead in at all. Yeah. Then once Trevor Noah started, mm-hmm. you know, he started off well just because of the curiosity factor. People want to see the Daily Show and see what it was like with Trevor Noah. But then his ratings starting to fall. Right. And then it's like now Trevor Noah is getting lower ratings than the Daily Show did with Jon Stewart. Right. And the Nightly Show is dealing with that as well. It's like, okay, basically, even though the Daily Show was back on, they were still getting lower lead-in numbers. Mm -hmm. And that's how the business works as far as TV. It's like you get... You know, the, it's kind of a bleed over. You, if you have a show that starts off strong, mm-hmm. it kind of sometimes leads over to the next yeah. show to give it some ratings. Yeah, people stay on the same channel and see what's coming on, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they will start off at a disadvantage. Like they really didn't have a chance to like you know, get everything. You know, all the benefits of being a show that followed the Daily, the Daily show. show. Yeah, and that, that I think that that affected as well. Yeah, and I think also with like I guess with. You know, from from my perspective, with the lack of marketing of the show, like I feel as though they didn't do a great job, Comedy Central, of marketing the show. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it seems like we will always see commercials for At Midnight. Oh, oh yeah, At Midnight. Oh, tons of commercials. Nikki Glaser. Yeah, we see lots of marketing. So lots of commercials. Tons of commercials for Amy Schumer show. Yeah, but you never saw many promotions or commercials for the nightly show, and I feel yeah. like. Comedy Central kind of dropped the ball in promoting the mm-hmm. show. I mean, they, I don't think they really did a great job promoting the show either. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, going back to what I was saying, though, I mean, it was just really, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like this type of show, um, again, I was surprised that it was going to be on Comedy Central. It's a very different type of show. But, you know, the audience that Comedy Central draws, I mean, it just overall isn't, 
isn't for, you know, the type of uh, things that they were talking about on the show, even though they were funny, you know, they, they did such a good job at talking about all these, you know, issues that are going on in the world and most of them dealing with race um, and, you know, um, people of color. Uh, yeah, it, it, it just wasn't the type of, it just isn't the right network, you know, I think for his show. I mean, I would love for him to still do his show maybe on another network if that could ever be possible but yeah. i'm sure he's gonna focus on some of the other things that he was doing before anyway but it would be i mean i would love to see because you know there isn't anything on network tv that is like his show at all it's so unique and it was so interesting and i really enjoyed the you know i mean we'll talk we we'll talk more about like all the panel discussions and stuff and kind of the format of the show and what you know, there were some flaws with the show for sure, you know, but overall, I mean, it was great in the content and how they put it together. Again, like mixing the comedy with these serious issues, I mean, was just great. I mean, the people who wrote for that show, the talent in the show, I mean, they were just, you know, I mean, you just don't see a collection of people like that on TV doing doing this type of show. There is yeah. no type of show like this. Yeah, so, I mean, the fact that yeah. they had, you know, you know, black people in front of the camera and behind the camera on a late night show. Right. I mean, let's, let's be quite honest. I mean, it's kind of rare and, and still in this day of age, day mm -hmm. and age, where all the people who, who are host the late night shows are white. Yeah. Vast majority are male. I mean, if you want right. to throw, you know, maybe Samantha B show in there, kind of. Yeah. I mean, she's a woman. But for the most part, they're all white males. And then, right. you know, behind the scenes, we know how, how that goes. It's not many yeah. It's not very diverse. It's usually like white men. Right. And maybe some white women and then not really much in the way of other, you know, other um, races mm -hmm. or, you know, other sexual orientations or things like that. Right. In, you know, behind the scenes. Right. Um, but one thing is like, yeah, I think, I think the show did get a, a raw deal. I mean, like I said, yeah. some, it might be the might not have been the right network for it mm -hmm. just because of you know what you think what you know of the network's demographics and their fans and right and i just think the show was canceled after 20 months on the air mm -hmm. and it's not a very long time when it comes to like a late night show yeah i mean it's, it's just under two years especially considering how long it took for the original Daily Show with Craig Kilborn to like right, exactly. get its legs. I mean, there wasn't. I watched. I was someone who was old enough to watch the original with Craig Kilborn. It wasn't like the greatest show, mm -hmm. and the show didn't really take off until John Stewart took over about like four or five years after the show started. But even then, it was rocky with him. Like it wasn't right. like it wasn't he came the Daily show. show that people right. rave on about. Right, exactly. It wasn't the same thing. Then I mean, there was. There wasn't as much focus on politics, right? And it wasn't, you know, the same beast that it eventually became as far as segments and how the right. show was formatted. Mm -hmm. But they gave the show time to grow. I mean, John yeah. Stewart hosted that show for sixteen years, and it, it had time to grow into its own. It's like the nightly show got twenty months. Yeah, I mean, John Stewart really, I would say, I mean. I would say this, like, I remember Craig Kilborn. I think I watched The Daily Show with him, like, twice, and I barely remember it. And then I remember Jon Stewart getting the job, and I was like, oh, Jon Stewart, that guy, like, I've seen him on TV before. But I never, like, gave it a chance. And it wasn't until he started to get more buzzworthy and talking more about politics, you know, basically the show changed into a political show, um, was when, you know, I started tuning in. And, yeah, it was a great show. But, yeah, like, it just makes me think back to Comedy Central back then. I mean, Comedy Central really was not on the map until Jon Stewart. I mean, 
Am I bad for saying that? Is no, that I wrong? No, you're right. Because I'm like, what else did they have All they had before was- Jon Stewart that would have even remotely put them on anybody's radar. No, they didn't have anything. They were like the home of like Saturday Night Live reruns. You mean right, they, they had they the, still show. Right, they had, <laughs> they had like the off-network rights for Saturday Night Live. So they showed yeah. Saturday Night Live reruns. They used to show like old stand-up specials. Stand-ups, they exactly. They didn't have much in the way of any serious, you mm-hmm. know, original programming. Yeah, and so to me, this is kind of like, oh, you guys think you're really big for your riches now. Now you got to have like all these great shows that have all this social media buzz because you got a little taste of it now, you know, with Jon Stewart. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's going down that road of, dare I say, NBC, where they basically hold Conan O'Brien and took him off and, oh, we got to get somebody who's going to give us buzzworthy stuff and who's going to, like, get us ratings over David Letterman and blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, when you get too big for your britches, you end up, like, I think, you know, putting people, you know, out of work when really, you know, these people are fantastic. You know, it's just like Conan is great and it's so sad. Like I still think about that. Like I really hate that he got what nine months. Yeah, that, that was that was I mean, that was the worst job. thing. And I kind of feel like eh, Comedy Central, you know, yeah, Larry got a little more time, but still, like, why not work with him? Like, why not like try to like figure out how to change the show somehow and get more buzz? Because again, like I said, like we can talk about it, like there were definitely some flaws and some things that could have made it, you know, buzzworthy if that's what they were looking for, social network. Social media-ish, whatever. I think, you know, in in their defense, you know, and not not knowing the intimate details of the goings-on behind the scenes of of the production of the show, but they did try, I I think they did try to improve the show and make some changes. Because if you remember when the show premiered in January 2015, they had three correspondents. They had Ricky Velez, Mike Yard, and Shanaz Treasury. Yeah. You know, the the woman from, I think she's Egyptian, and she didn't really last long on the show. I mean, she was only on there for a few months, and she officially left in May, but it felt like they stopped showing her on camera around February. Yeah. And they started adding more correspondence. I mean, they, they you mm-hmm. know, to, to do bits. They they added uh, Robin Thede, Thede, uh, Thede um, you know, Holly Walker, Roy Albanese, Jordan mm-hmm. Carlos, um, you know, Francesca Ramsey, and they, you know, they added more people. So it seems like they were trying to make changes there. And also, when the show started, there was a big, you know, celebration and and, and things about Robin Thede becoming the head writer because she was mm-hmm. like the first, you know, black woman head writer of a of a late night show. Right. And it was a lot of fanfare to that. Mm-hmm. But then she was only head writer for the first 159 episodes of the show mm-hmm. like i didn't even notice you know that she stopped being head writer to like caught the 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 credits one day and i was like oh she's not even head writer anymore mm-hmm. like she's basically was just a, appearing you know on camera and then i guess yeah. part of the writer's room but wasn't the head writer i'm like what, what what was up with that like they made a big fanfare about that that she stopped being head writer right and then since she's you know, stepped down from being a head writer. They've had two different head writers. So they have three oh, wow. he- three head writers in a span of 20 months. That's really interesting. You know, so that's like another change that may have been, you know, precipitated to like, right. you know, we, we got to do something to change the show. I don't know if you remember when the show first started. Another thing is they had four... Yeah. You used to have four people on, on the, panel. the panel. Right, yep. But then they eventually got rid of that and just had three people on the panel. Yeah, and I assume that was due to time constraints right so they were yeah. i think they were, that was just a, a sign that they were doing changes they were they were yeah. trying things i don't know if it's because but, they felt the show was struggling or but what we don't know if that was also the networks 
or if it was just them as a collective. Right. Yeah, I think we don't know, you know if it was, was, was dictated by the network or and something. I, that and was... I kind of tend to think that that probably wasn't the network saying, can you make these changes? Like, I felt it was like probably them as a group that... Which is you know fine. It's just I, I just think there were changes being made, but then like I guess from the network's perspective, it's like okay, yeah, we see you making these changes, but the situation hasn't changed any ratings wise. You know, mm-hmm. like whether or not they they were uh, you know facilitated internally by the by the show or it was mm-hmm. by the actual network. In any event, I guess the network saw that these changes weren't working from from their perspective. Yeah. But also, I mean, those changes like were to me made very 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 early on which kind of spoke to like the flow of the show not so much like the ratings are bad because it was i don't know like that was very early on when they made all those changes and very quickly because yeah i mean they quickly went from a four panel to a three panel and robin like you said quickly was on screen more and we're like why is she on screen so much so yeah i mean those changes to me might i mean writer stuff aside like the other kind of things that they did, you know, remember like Larry used to do kind of like a stand up like lead in. Right. Like he started at the desk and then he went to the stand up lead in thing where he talked about the things and then he was like tonight on, you know. Right. And then he went back to the desk. So, I mean, those type of things to me kind of spoke more towards like the flow yeah. of the show. But yeah, Fair like, enough. yeah, I mean, any other changes that they could have made, like as far as ratings go, you know, to try to spice up the show, to try to get it more, you know, out there um, to draw the audience that they were looking for. I mean, I wonder like what the network said to them and like when and like, you know, at what point, you know, are they nine months in? Are they 12 months in? Like, did some, like, is somebody saying, hey, like ratings aren't good? I'm sure they know the ratings. Like, right. at what point was that conversation had? And, you know, I'm just like, y'all could have done like, y'all could have done anything with this show to keep it on. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what did you think? Well, let me tell you what I thought. I thought. Yeah, I like the show too, obviously, and I thought there was a lot of things that worked well. But there's some things I think didn't work well. Right. Yeah. And you know, one thing I, I thought that they should have worked on was was the panel. Yeah. Uh, my biggest uh, complaint with the show was, you know, with respect to the panel segment, the mm-hmm. roundtable. Yeah. It felt it. I felt like it was too short. Oh yeah. I mean, for it was sure, pretty yeah. much it's a half hour show already. Yeah. And they pretty much had this panel discussion with two of the correspondents on staff, right. and then the guests. And it's pretty much like a six or seven minute segment. Yeah. And it, it, it goes really quickly. And it's such yeah. a short segment that it feels like mm-hmm. they don't really end up talking about anything. It's it's pretty much like the, the correspondents, you know, cracking jokes and like they're right. You know, but they really don't go in depth in any sort of discuss the you know, discussions that they were right. supposed to talk about. And right. and I felt like I, I feel like the, the, the round table panel should have been two segments instead of one. Like yeah. I, I honestly think they could have cut one of the comedy bits that they do. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean what they, they do they do like two different like comedy bits. Like one Yeah. Yeah. They they do one right after uh you know, after he does his intro mm-hmm. monologue, he do, they do like a quick comedy bit, mm-hmm. then they go to commercial and then he comes back and does a little bit more. Yeah. Then they go into another comedy bit. Right. Then they go to the round table. I think right. if they cut that second comedy bit and just right. made the round table two segments, right. I, I think that would have been good because it would have made it, it, it would have felt like it was longer for the people on the panel, so they didn't feel the pressure to try to get their jokes in. Right. And they could have like, you know, been more organic and free flowing in their conversation. Right. And then the conversation would have been more in depth. Like I, I think, you know, cause those conversations yeah. were usually good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like the, um, Hollywood reporter article that you 
passed along to me um, that said, like, I mean, basically the same thing is that they ended up not discussing, <clears throat> excuse me, the topic um, thoroughly because it was so short. Um, and basically uh, the writer, I think it was, it was Daniel. Dan Feinberg. Feinberg. Yeah. Like he was saying that the guest is kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. You know, because it's such so short, like the guest is literally there for like, you know, what did you say? Like six minutes of conversation and mm. that's it. And yeah, I mean, he mentioned also about like, you know, it just seemed uh, unfortunate that, you know, sometimes they would have a guest, you know, they had all different kinds of guests, which was really nice to see. Like, I mean, they had other comedians, they had actors, actresses, they had yeah, like social, social media, media activists, activists and, yeah. and whatnot. I mean, it had such an eclectic group of uh, guests on there. Um, and it was only one, which, you know, it was, it was, I actually liked the four person panel um, myself, but, you know, it was so nice to have such a diverse array of people come and uh, guest on the show mm -hmm. and for them to, yeah, definitely be the afterthought because it seemed to kind of end up being, you know, like, like he said in his article, like Larry is just kind of like refereeing his two comedians, his two commentators, or his two contributors. Right. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's like we already got enough of them um, through the other two bits well, that you did. You know, we yeah, don't need we don't more, need more of, that. of them. Yeah. I mean, I would have, in fact, like if I really would have, like, if I really want to be honest with the show, like, I don't even need those contributors on the panel. Like, maybe one and that's it and have, like, two or three guests like right, that would have yeah. been dope and you could have had some really great conversations and just quickly i'll let you go like i, I know you're itching to talk but like i was just gonna <laughs> you look like you're ready to go no but like i you know those couple of times where they did do an extended panel when they had like the black men on there and right they had yeah the black men got those early on in the show um when the first show started um yeah like they had that longer conversation where it was two segments um because they felt like we were talking they were talking about like deeper issues or whatnot that needed more time. And they did that for a couple of other segments. I can't remember what they were talking about, but that like that seeing that format, I, they should have stuck with that. Like yeah. it was really good. I, yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, those are some of those early shows where they did the, the very special episode where they did have the longer round table were, were, were good. I yeah. mean, I, I definitely think they should have broken from their established format more often like it should have yeah. been the show should have been more free-flowing where yeah. i mean i understand you you hire these these you know uh contributors correspondents mm -hmm. but i don't think it's necessary to have this regimented format where you mm -hmm. know he does the quick intro mm -hmm. then he sits on the desk and does an analog then they have a comedy bit then commercial another comedy bit like sometimes you could be you know they should have done like you know they say oh we got some good you know guests on the panel tonight how about we just do a quick comedy, you know, monologue intro, mm -hmm. and then we do three segments of the roundtable. Right. For like, you know, yeah. that'll be this episode. But then but tomorrow's episode, we'll do like the normal format. Yeah. But then the episode of that, we do something else. Like, keep it keep it fresh. And, and, yeah. and, and that would have been more interesting. And also with the guests, like, I, you know, I definitely agree with you that it shouldn't, I don't think they necessarily needed two staff uh, contributors on each in every panel. Yeah. One thing they could have done is something like, at times it irritates me with like Bill Maher's show, but mm -hmm. on the other hand, I, I see why he does it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, they could have had someone who, who you know is would tend to have like an opposing viewpoint than, mm -hmm. you know, the rest of the guests on there because sure. it seemed like, you know, when everybody he had on the show as the guest, as part of the panelists, they pretty much had the same opinions or shared everybody the same... Larry. On Larry's show. The Larry yeah, show. On Larry's show, They yeah. shared the same opinions, 
as you know Larry and as the two contributors. Like exactly. there wasn't enough of like how Dis- about we dissension. right? And there wasn't much yeah. dissension there, and then yeah. that and that's good for driving conversation yes. and then that type of format. I mean, I'm not saying you're supposed to like always have like you know two two liberal leaning people and then one conservative leaning person every episode, but someone who has a, a, a different viewpoint. Just a different take on it. Like right. not necessarily as something that's gonna agree with what your show typically Right, yeah. Someone I mean they don't have to be someone who's like an with, Ann yeah. Coulter type who's just a right. contrarian troll just for the for the heck yeah. of it. You I mean but it could be someone who who have good points, has made good points, but they just have a different perspective of it. I, sure. I think they should have done that a little bit more as well. Because yeah. I think the I think the roundtable part was to me was the highlight of the show because yeah. quite honestly, like a lot of those those second comedy bits mm-hmm. were like hit and miss. They, you know, they were very like missed some were, for me. <laughs> right. Some of them were really funny, but yeah. you know, like like the ones I liked Jordan Carlos. Like yeah. the ones that Jordan Carlos did were usually pretty good because he's a pretty funny guy. I think he yeah. did well. Mm-hmm. But some of them were like, eh, you know, we didn't need that. And when I see how bad those bits are, mm-hmm. and I keep thinking, instead of doing this bit, you could have had another six minutes of the panel, which would most yeah. likely be a little bit more interesting right. than this corny bit. And um, like yeah. I said, they could have just switched it up and and, and did something different. Mm-hmm. You know, every few episodes, just do a do a twelve minute panel instead of six minutes. Yeah, like, they could have allowed the content and the topics of each show to kind of dictate like, exactly what the format of the show would be. And it was interesting because it kind of seemed like they were going towards that in the very beginning of the show. That you know they had kind of, I mean, they were obviously trying to figure out what the format was going to be. But it was nice to see the change in the show, um, to see them go through that and that actually could have been the format of the show that like hey this show we're gonna do this this next one we're gonna do this like to switch it up like that um i don't know if that's just too much for people to do it didn't seem like it's too much but it would have been really cool to yeah like uh have those different panels i mean with the topic of the the con with the content of that show honestly like i would have enjoyed a full half hour of panel like just yeah i mean just like all the the comedic talent like like i said i don't mind his contributors like he has um you know a very diverse group of contributors on there and they all have relatively the same opinions about stuff but you know still enough like i you know i enjoyed hearing what they had to say and it would have been nice they could have done like a four-person panel or something like that and rotate it out with the contributors, two contributors and two guests and, and then Larry and whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think that that was probably the biggest thing they could have fixed on the show um, was the panel discussions. And then, yeah, like cutting some of those, the comedy bits out in the middle of the show. Definitely. I, I wouldn't have missed that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah, I, I agree. I but, mean, they even got to the point where they cut out the Keep It 100 at the end of each show. You know, it's like they tried to kind of bring it back and then it kind of like went away. So, like, they. Yeah, that was, yeah, I, did, I don't know what they were trying with that. I mean, that was, and I guess that was just them trying to play to the quote unquote Twitter crowd because everyone, you know, throws 100, 100 out there. Yeah, and I guess they were trying yeah. to. But yeah, that I mean, that was like hit or miss because, like, sometimes they had a good question that was kind of funny and, like, you know, a difficult question to answer, yeah. but then other times it's like, eh, that was pretty whack, and you didn't really need it. So they didn't have to, they didn't have to stick slavishly to that, yeah, to that bit or to that to their to their format. I mean, the bottom mm-hmm. line is they should have, they should have been more, you know, more willing to to change things up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Overall, yeah. I mean, it's sad that the show has gotten canceled and. 
I mean, yeah, I wish that they could have done more with it. And, you know, like some of these articles said, like, you know, they had a lot of talent on the show and hopefully we'll see them, you know, in other places. Um, maybe somebody will end up on The Daily Show. Right. <laughs> maybe. But <laughs> they, point, they're, they're pretty know. full of correspondence yeah, they have a lot and of contributors too. now. Yeah. Well, they just lost Jessica. So, but I don't know. They kind of have that one new girl that they kind Daisy? of... Oh, Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they have Michelle Wolf, they have mm-hmm. Daisy, they have Warrior Jr., then they have Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, then they have uh, Hassan. Yeah. Then they have Ronnie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they yeah, have a lot of they, they have a lot of lot of contributors there. But you know, what do you think? Uh, you know, given this cancellation of the nightly show, what do you think this means for the Daily Show? I don't know. I feel like he's under the microscope even more now because i don't know i mean i can't see them i can't see them canceling that they'll just get rid of him well they'll just get rid of because yeah. that's their flagship show you know it's easy yeah. to cancel nightly show because like it was, you know, brand, it was new. brand new you know there's not much brand recognition there it's not like a signature show for the network right. but the daily show that's a signature show they'll get rid of noah before they actually yeah. cancel the actual show yeah they yeah i can definitely i can see that happening unfortunately i can see that happening before they got rid of the show they won't give it rid of the show but here's a problem like they they it, it's like i said it's like they they're pulling an nbc with that though you know they're putting themselves in this position because you know they had such a great host for such a long time that brought them such great ratings after of course after uh once he hit his stride we'll right. say you know and so they're kind of putting themselves in a the position it's just like if they say they did get rid of trevor who, who are they gonna get well it's, it's <laughs> the thing like i mean they knew what they were getting when they got trevor i mean he was exactly he was barely on the show when they decided to go with him yeah they know that you know he's you know a younger cat i mean younger than you know John Stewart obviously was. Right. I mean, I think Trevor was like 32 or something when he got the job, somewhere around there. Yeah. He's, you know, an immigrant. He's from another country. He's from yeah. South Africa originally. Yeah. And his his sense of, uh, his humor sensibility is a lot different than, than John Stewart. So right. it's like, you know going in, this is going to be a different show. Exactly. And and, yeah. and it's, it hasn't even been a year yet. I mean, we're coming yeah. up on 11 months of, of him doing this show. And it's yeah. like, you have to, they have to be patient with him. Yeah. And, since, and, and and fans do as well, because they're like, well, it's not John Stewart. Like, no, it's not John Stewart, because it's a different it's show. Trevor Noah. John right. Stewart's <laughs> show was different than Craig Kilborn's show. Right, yeah. And, and so it's, it's going to be different. He's not going to have the yeah. the same rhythm and same cadence as John Stewart. They're not going to, you know, talk about the same things or... In talk, the same way. In the same yeah. way. And it's like, he's going to talk about things from his perspective as being like an immigrant from another country and right. seeing how crazy things are here. <laughs> right. He has a different perspective on race yeah. and things like that. That's what John Stewart said. And the funny thing to me is like these people, you know, I mean, let's just jump in talking about The Daily Show. Uh, the people who talk badly, poorly about The Daily Show, whatever, with Trevor, it's just so funny to me because The Daily Show format, at least, is the exact same as it was with John. Right. And it just... It just makes me so mad because literally I can hear, I mean, with the exception of like obviously jokes that are geared towards people of color, that people of color, you know, more than likely are going to get <laughs> with the exception of those types of jokes, like the type of things that he talks about are pretty much the same. In, in fact, like I feel like a lot of the jokes are written in the same kind of way that I can hear John saying them. Yeah. And it's like the people who, again, like just have this problem, it's just like, you've got to get over the fact that John Stewart is no longer here. Like, 
you know, I get that you liked him so much, but like the show itself is still the same show. You know, it's just like John yeah, just and most brought... Of the sa- and most of the staff is the same. I mean, some yeah. people left and went to other jobs. But, I mean, come on. You have a lot of the same writers, mm-hmm. a lot of the same producers, behind-the-scenes people mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's... For all intents and purposes, the same show. It has a different host with a different take on things. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there are times where it's not, like, quote-unquote, as funny as John Stewart. But mm-hmm. there's things that he does that, you know... That he's funnier than John Stewart in, in, in some respect. Stuff that he can do that John Stewart couldn't do. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things he could he could do. I mean, one thing. I mean, I I think his weakest the weakest part of his show. Well, one week one weak part is like his American accent. When he does an American accent, <laughs> that's terrible. He needs to work on that. When he when he's making a joke in an American accent, because they all sound the same. But the weakest part is definitely his interviews. Like John Stewart yeah, and, so and Stephen Colbert are like they were the masters of the interviews on, mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. They were so good at it. And with Trevor Noah, I feel like he needs to do a better job with his interviews where he needs to really get inquisitive and ask really ask questions. It seems like a lot of times he's just you know, he's he's not really interviewing the person. You know, he's kind of like just listening to what they say and kind of like making a joke or making a comment. But he's not really like diving deep in into the interviews. He's not he's not a great interviewer. And that's something I, mm-hmm. I really think he needs to do a, a much better job of. Here's what I have to say about that. Oh, were you finished? Nah, yeah, I'm done. Here's what I have to say about that. Because I've really started paying more attention to his interviews. And... And kind of thinking back about how John interviewed. And with with uh, Trevor being new, I don't know how much say he has with who he interviews. But I can immediately tell a difference between the people that you can tell who he likes and who he doesn't like. Who When he did the um, interview with Cynthia Arrivo. Arrivo. Yeah. Arrivo. 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 I can never Avivo. say Arrivo. Yeah. Well, whatever. When the woman did, from Color Purple. The woman who is in the <laughs> Color Purple production on Broadway right now, who is an amazing person, and she like won a Tony. That was a great interview. Mm-hmm. It was a great interview. Like I thought he asked really good questions. I thought he was really engaged. He wasn't just sitting there listening. Like I thought it was a really good interview. Uh, when he interviewed Danielle um, from Orange is Black, Bro- what was her last name? Brooks. Sure. You're like sure. I always forget. Sure. Last. I know Daniel it's going to be. Yeah. But when he never, it was a good interview. Like I feel like the interviews that he does well are probably people that he really actually likes and enjoys. Well, and that's like the problem because he has, to be, he has to be able to show that enthusiasm sure. and skill and reviewing everyone. But here's what I was gonna say: I think after a while, John Stewart probably had the clout to be like, "I want to talk to this person. I want to interview this person." I mean, it was his show. He was running the. Sh- I mean, come on, we'll say in the last ten years or so, right. he was on. A sh- he was doing a show for seventeen years. Sixteen, yeah, sixteen years. Yeah, that's what- so I would definitely say. In the, the latter part, especially once he got like super popular, he was able, able to call the shots with that. Trevor probably can't do that right now. There are probably right, still yeah. people who are vetting people for him to well, like all these they're... random book authors. I'm like, this dude don't care about this. And I'm like, he like, I read the book. I'm like, no, you didn't read that book. <laughs> yeah, no. Because John ain't reading all them books. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, at that I think that makes a difference. John a was actually difference. running the show. Like it was his it show. Was as his opposed to Trevor show. Noah, who is like He's inserted in as the host, so he may not be, yeah, running the show. He's just the host right now. I mean, there's an yeah. executive producer who's calling the shots as opposed to John Stewart. Like, you, that was his show through and through. Yeah. He was running that show. So, yeah, maybe yeah. there's something to that. Maybe 
I mean, that's just what I notice, like, with the guests. Like, if it's somebody that, like, is some random book author or whatever. And I remember John not having the best interviews with some of those people, too, with those, like, like who is this guy? Like, yeah, I mean, I think that that is huge, actually. I think that, like, but he's, uh, yeah, he should be able to interview anybody. He but, like, be. I believe that will get better if he's given the chance to stay on the show long enough to where he really is like running the show, I think that will get better and he will have people on there that he really cares about and wants to talk to from actors, actresses, authors, whatever, like people doing things. Cause yeah, I've noticed a difference with the people who seem, that he seems to be into, like basically any black actor or actress, <laughs> like he's like, he does much better interviews with them than like some other people. But that's just me, my take on it. Yeah, I I agree to a point. I just I think no, no matter who it is, no matter who's booking the gas, he mm. should do a, a better job at, at this point. That, yeah, he he does need to get better at it because if he he's not calling the shots on that, I'm assuming. So he yeah, has to get he better. has to he has to find find a way to show his his interest and. In, mm-hmm. But I mean, some of it just might be yeah, like him just not being from this country originally and just not having the same, mm-hmm. you know, the same grasp of you know, who these people are, what they've done, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm just speculating. I mean, who knows, Yeah. you know, what the thing is. Or maybe, but also another thing is, it's just, just naturally, regardless of who it is, you know, he's interviewing, maybe because it's like, that's not really his particular skill set. Like, he, this yeah, is a new job to, to him. Yeah, he people. just came to this country recently. Yeah. So, you know, he's a, he's a stand-up comedian by trade, so mm-hmm. now he's got this talk show where he has to sit behind a desk, and then mm-hmm. he has to, you know, introduce clips and people, and then do these sketches, and then also yeah. interview folks, and it's like, it's, it's a skill that you need to develop, and so yeah. maybe it's going to take some time, but that goes back to what we were saying earlier about Jon Stewart and how much time he had for his show. Exactly. I mean, come on. It's yeah. like, it hasn't even been a year with Trevor Noah. Like, they, yeah. I feel as though they have to give him, I'm just going to throw a number out there, an arbitrary number. <laughs> I, I think he has to get at least three years to get his bearings. I mean, this year he's going through the election year. Uh-huh. So, you know, this is uh, providing him some great material to work with. Right. You know, next year it'll be a new president. So there'll be stuff to work with there. And yeah. then I think eventually, like, you know, after three years, you can do a fair assessment and say, yeah. okay, this is either working or this isn't working, or we, we see that this is actually getting better. And, yeah. And I just think a lot of it's just, you know, ratings-wise, it's ratings being down, it's just people just being, like you said, biased, and it's like, they yeah. just want to see Jon Stewart. Like, well, he's not coming back, so this is the new guy. If you like the, di- the Daily Show and you like the format... Then you should give him a chance. You should give him a chance, because yeah. he's doing the same thing he's that John Stewart did. He's yeah. doing the same kind of bits. They have the same graphics yeah. that pop up when, right. when they you know, when he's doing these stories. Yes, exactly. And it's, yeah, I mean I think I think so far his election coverage material has been good. I've laughed tons of times. I think it's funny. Um, yeah, I mean I mean some I saw somebody like tweet today about, you know, the whole cancellation of Larry's show and saying like, Oh, Larry's show is just awkward and boring, just like, you know, Trevor Noah. And I'm just like, No, you're just racist. Like <laughs> when you when people say that, I'm just like, Really? Like awkward? It's awkward. It's the same show. Yeah. Like the format of the Daily Show is exactly the same. Like, so it's awkward and boring now? What? Because a black man is hosting it? Like Please. That is absolutely insane. 
I mean, it's the same people probably like sitting up there talking about how great Colbert is, but Colbert is having his own struggles on CBS. Exactly. Now. I mean, I love Colbert, but it's not like he's and doing I'm not great surprised. over there. On CBS. I'm not surprised actually because, like, I mean, he's you know I like him. I think he's cool, but you know, like his real persona, his real self. I mean, it probably. You know, it's all those people who probably followed him over if they did, I'm assuming, yeah. and are expecting the Comedy Central Colbert, right. and they're not getting it. So, you know, and then like all the other people who were watching, used to watching David Letterman, they're like, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> like he's completely, he's zany, he's goofy, he's he's kind of, you know, Conan-ish in a, in a, in a bit, right? you yeah. know, but like, you know, so, and you know, Dave's, uh, David Letterman's demographic skewed older, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But that's one thing Colbert has going for him in the ratings where he's actually lowered Lord, the uh, the average viewer from what David Letterman had. So mm. I believe when David Letterman, you know, by the time he left the show, mm-hmm. you know, his average viewers were like above fifty years old. Right, right. And I think Colbert has lowered them down to like the forty. So that's one thing he's got for him. Yeah. Like they're, they're getting younger viewers. He's not right. necessarily getting more viewers overall, he's but younger. he's definitely getting younger viewers, and that goes, you know, that bodes well for advertisers because they just love that. They love that younger that, that younger demographic, eighteen to thirty four, eighteen to forty five. Right, right. So I mean, that's a good thing. But yeah, he's he's. Going through his own growing pain. I mean, people just need to understand, like, you know, it is, you know, it's tough to do what these people do each and every night. And everybody has a different personality. And, you know, you have to give them time to come into their own. And I think, yeah, we just give everyone a chance. We too rush too quick to rush the judgment on, on a lot of television shows. Mm-hmm. And a lot of shows and are prematurely canceled or hosts prematurely canned because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, this guy wasn't a hit out of the box. Well... People have short memories. They don't realize that most shows like that, they, they're not hits right out of the box. They right. all take time. I mean, has there ever been a late night show that you can think of that was a hit out of the box? I mean, other than the Arsenio Hall show, there hasn't yeah. been one. I mean, Letterman mm-hmm. took a while to get started. Mm-hmm. Then Conan, you know, late night with Conan O'Brien took a while to get started. Yeah. Um, it's it's like that. I mean, it's, when you have a new person coming in with a show, it's like that. So mm-hmm. they should give... Trevor Noah the, ch- the time that they didn't give Larry Wilmore. That's the least they can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised, you know, speaking of giving time with James Corden. Like, I mean, he he's not popular yet, you know, but, like, they really struck gold with that carpool karaoke. Yeah, because that's all he's got. That's the only that's thing. That's the only thing that he's that's got. The only thing that's but even people really love it. I mean, YouTube views are off the charts with those things. And it's, but but like, it doesn't, trans- trans- it doesn't translate into ratings. <laughs> to me, it's, it's, yeah. it's analogous to Twitter people. Like, let's say, you know, like people like Lady Gaga and other musicians where yeah. they say they have like 30 million Twitter followers. Right. But then when they release an album, they only sell 200,000 the first week. Exactly. I'm sorry, you got 30 million followers on Twitter, but you only sold 200,000 copies buying, of the album. Yeah, so, it's the exact same so, thing. So yeah. what value are those 30 million Twitter users? And it's the same thing with all these views. I mean, it's, it's if he's going to, you know, have 15 million views of him singing Carpool Karaoke <laughs> with Michelle Obama and Missy Elliott, cool. But then if you still only got like you know, a point nine rating between eighteen and thirty four year olds. What good is what that? What good is that? I mean, he also comes on very late. Yeah, he does. Uh, but so yeah, I, I just think it's this this interesting. But you know, that's what Conan did. I just thought about this. What Conan did. I feel like he cater like his show catered to the college crowd. Yeah, yeah. So it was very goofy. I mean, you had a masturbating bear for God's sake on his show. I mean. 
Well, you did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, they were just like, you know, these crazy things that like college students would, you know, enjoy. And so maybe James has to like, I don't know, get a little sillier. I don't know. Because it's, it's a late well, night. I don't really think so. He, I mean, it is silly. He's I just silly, think the problem yeah. on his show, that's a problem where like, I think I, I enjoy the concept, I think, of having when he has, uh, you know, all the guests come out at the same time on the couch and talk and I think that's like a carryover from like some British talk shows I think a lot of them do that same thing yeah but then I feel like he has too many guests and it's just like sometimes really? you have, sometimes you have three guests out there three different guests yeah three sometimes he has three yeah and I'm like you know the conversation doesn't really go anywhere and it's like mm. he's trying to moderate the, he'll ask you know, guest A a question, and then he'll like, oh, well, guest B, has that happened to you? And it feels like it's yeah. a struggle for him to try to, you know, get the conversation going. And I feel like he does a lot of that whole Jimmy Fallon where he just, just sits laughing. up just laughing and giggling the whole time. Yeah, he where, does a lot of laughing and, and then Rather than actually just, like, I don't know, asking questions and really engaging them, it's like he's just laughing, just laughing. And it's like yeah. rip-roaring, like, dude, it wasn't that funny. Yeah, but, I I agree with that. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of that format because I'm socially awkward like that. <laughs> and I just every time I look at it, I'm like, these are the most like different people on the face of the planet. Like, what are you possibly going to talk about with all these people? Right. So that's just, but that's just my whole like feeling of it. So it freaks me out. But I mean, you know what I don't like about it? Honestly, one of the things that I didn't like about his show at first, and this is totally a little small talent tap tangent, but like. I don't like that he has his desk and then he's got this couch and then he comes out from behind his desk in his chair next to the couch. I'm like, I wish they could change his set out. Like, yeah. add a nice chair. Yeah, like, move of... his desk over and add in a chair for him to sit in. It just looks so weird. I cannot watch him interview people because I'm like, why are you in your desk chair? Like, it just looks weird. Yeah. So, aesthetically, I can't handle even watching it because, yeah. yeah, let alone, like, the awkwardness that I feel when he brings on, like, just the most random collection of people. Yeah. I, but I, that's I, just me. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. This, this is, it's the little things that Yeah. And, that ma- and maybe other people get bothered by that, too. Maybe that's why his ratings are up. I don't know. It would be really interesting to see his show if he changed, like the format and did a regular like you know just one person at a time like i wonder how that would work for him because i mean i don't know how his ratings are doing well you just said they're low <laughs> yeah i mean they're low for I mean, they're not they're not setting the world on fire like, i think at this point yeah. i think he might be losing to seth myers i'm not sure he might mm-hmm. be losing seth myers in that in that time slot mm-hmm. but, i mean that's no big deal because i mean because craig ferguson was losing in that time spot also but they kept him on forever, so. Yeah, but Craig was awesome, though. But Craig like, was awesome, They should have yeah. just kept Craig on forever, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like, they didn't... well, he was ready to go. Yeah, all right, all right. Was he ready to go? I don't think... I he, was... mean... he wasn't ready to go. I think... You don't think so? No, I think he, he wasn't ready to go. I think he wanted to keep doing the show, but uh, CBS wanted to make a change there. But it's like, mm. how much are you expecting from that time slot? Like, you're it's not going to... It's late, yeah. It's late. It's, you're not going to get much ratings rise from it. And then Craig was, like, the best... I mean, that was, like, the best show at 1230. No, like, script Right, no script. Whatsoever. Right, yeah. Another thing, he was free-flowing. He did whatever he wanted. You know, he had a talking robot. They just talked about skeleton. whatever. Yeah, he had yeah. a horse, you know, secretariat. Twin oh turns in a horse suit. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. So crazy. It was so crazy, but it was it was fascinating television. I mean, it was yeah. so subversive and it was such a but great show. But he was just so good, too, just comedically and just, you know, he, he was just really good and interesting and... Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's 
got his game show, so I guess he did want to stay on TV. Yeah. So, um, but, but anyway. Anyway. Tangents. Tan- yeah. Hope you guys are still with us <laughs> as we talk about all these late night shows. But that's that's good. We're able to you know look at the landscape and see what other shows are are, are out there. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean that's that's you know all I have. You know. I mean, oh yeah. What I was gonna say. Well, what? they take they're taking Larry off. So what should they do with that space now? What do you think? What would I I am I'm just like what I, are they gonna put what, in his space? I mean, it's like you know what are they gonna do? I mean, at midnight's just a temporary fix. Fix, but right. then like you know are they gonna change the name to at eleven thirty? Who knows? I know. Is he gonna count down? He's like it's uh midnight or whatever. You no, said? eleven. It's, oh, it's eleven fifty nine or fifty nine seconds. Is it gonna be? It's eleven twenty nine and <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like what? Are, that's a short term solution, but yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna go with another late night show in this in the style of Daily Show or Colbert or Nighty Show. I don't know if they're gonna go with a scripted show or a sketch show. Like, I, I really have no idea what they would do in that spot. I mean, yeah, I have no whatever idea. it is, I will. I will hope. At the very least, they go with a, you know, go the diverse route where yeah. it's, you know, a woman or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, it's someone, you know, who, who's gay or lesbian or, mm-hmm. something you know, different. South Asian or Latino, like yeah. something other than like, okay, we're just going to throw another yeah. white man out there. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen because, come on, it's like, it's 2016. We can be diverse. We can have different voices. Um, yeah. What did you think about, like, what if they brought Jessica in? I mean, people are like fiending for Jessica. It's like, she's got... Her own thing. Like she has. She's already working on this scripted show she wants to do. Yeah. Um. She has her podcast that she does. I mean, I'm not saying like a podcast compares to like being on television every night, but right. I, mean, I think that ship has sailed with her. Like it's time for her to branch out, do her own thing. I mean, the same reason, like same thing with like John Oliver when he went to HBO, mm-hmm. and then like soon after John Stewart announced he was leaving, and people were like, oh, John Oliver should have done you know the Daily Show. I was like, well, John Oliver has moved on. He's doing his own thing, and it's mm-hmm. great. So yeah, I, I think the ship has sailed on Jessica. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't I don't know what they should do as far as kind of show. I don't even know who they should put in the spot. What but, if they move Nikki Glaser's show and like moved her around and just put her there? But her, I don't think her show. They have to be a four day a week show because I don't know. Oh, currently, oh. currently, I don't think it's four days a week. Oh. I think it's like two or three maybe. But hmm. yeah, I mean, they they would have to turn into a four day a week show. I mean, that's something they could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know what her ratings are are like or how much interest or buzz is on that show. Yeah. Do you think they would try to poach somebody, like get Samantha B back or even Colbert back? No, that that's not gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna be anyone who's already left and yeah, moving on to other things. Back. Yeah, yeah, because that's because everyone, a lot of those people, are already on doing their own thing now. I mean, yeah, uh, I just I have no idea. I can't even guess. Like usually yeah. I can guess, but I can't even guess as to what what they would do. I mean, I don't even know what kind of format they would go with. Craig Ferg. Craig Ferguson would be a great He's idea. He's available if he wants to do another talk show. He is available. I mean, see what he can do in the in the half hour format. Bring Craig Ferguson back, but the then robot. but then he's a white male, so it kind of goes yeah, against our mandate. I know, but he's funny. Though. <laughs> but he's funny though. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see how this goes. Really interesting. So yeah, I think that pretty much sums up our conversation for the night. Yeah. So. I'm uh, glad you guys were able to listen to us, and I hope you, um, you know, got some enjoyment out of it. And 
Yeah, I've learned a little bit more about the cancellation of the nightly show. Very sad, very sad. Yeah, sad day indeed. It's ending on Thursday, so if you have a chance... Thursday? We don't know when these people are going to listen to this podcast. They can listen to this on Friday, and they'll be like, Thursday? That's true. I got another four days. Well, maybe it'll be online. Yeah, it's going to end on Thursday, August 18th. Yeah. So so that's the last episode. If you listen to us before then, try to check out Larry if you've never checked him out. It's funny, and I'm sure they'll have some good shows planned, so... Yeah, and, and you can check us out on the following platforms. You can download our podcast and subscribe at Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and TuneIn. And you can also follow us on social media. Uh, we haven't gone viral yet, but maybe we will if you guys follow us <laughs> at, on Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast and at Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. You can follow me personally at Nipsey, N-I-P-S-E-Y, and you can follow Tracy at Trayrific, T-R-A-Y-R-I-F-I-C. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.